Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The song was a choice of Willie Mitchell. He had this song for 10 years that he was saving. He tried to get Al Green to do it, a couple other artists to do it, and they wouldn't do it. And so he wow. said, man, he said, hey, man, if you sing this song tonight, you know, you and I, we're going to hook up and do something real great. So I said, well, let me hear the song. So he pulls it out of an old briefcase. He plays it on an old record machine. He calls in his musicians into the studio. You guys learn this right now. We're going to cut it right now. <laughs> and that's what happened. And this, this, was, this was one of his favorites. And I didn't understand this song. And I realize now it means so much to so many people. And thank you for telling me that. Thank you for telling me that story about the dog. What was your doggy's name? It was Lassie. It was a little miniature collie. Those little oh. miniature ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was, I, it was... I, I would love to, and I want to say hello to all the wonderful people out there. I hope you guys. I hope we're not boring you with all of the. You know, I just feel like this is a personal show here. Like you're right here next to me, and we're just doing this. And all of you out there, we're all in one spot. You know, having a good time and and. And enjoying this. Thank you for being so patient and so kind. I cried a tear. You wiped it dry. I was confused. You cleared my mind. I sold my soul You brought it back to me And helped me up And gave me dignity Somehow you needed me You gave me strength To stand the moon again To face the world Cool. 
I've done them over the past 11 years, most most notoriously, Mr. Hush, my biggest hit. Also, Paranormal Captivity, Bold, Creepy Clowns, The Story of the Lunatickler, Attack of the Killer Chickens, Easter Sunday, Sea of Dust, The Green Monster, and let us not forget The Emerging Past, done by Tommy Churchill. But... I'm also, I also sing in a rock and roll band. I sing with David P. Yeah, on the side. I'm a film critic. I write yeah. for the New York Waste. But for the past yeah. year and a half, you I have been a member of the ex-lover of the great Susan. But for the past year and a half, since June of 2015, I have been a member of the Donald Trump for President campaign at the at the main headquarters in Trump Tower, New York City, 725 Fifth Avenue. And boy, has it been a roller coaster ride. The most exciting oh, time of my life. Hasn't it been? I mean, think about it. He's the guy that nobody thought would win. Nobody. I know it, right? Nobody. <laughs> well, okay. I'll be At the beginning. I can't tell what's in his head, but from what I've heard from people at the tower, this is off the record, but what the hell? What can they do to me now? The campaign is over. I mean, <laughs> I heard from people there that even he didn't think he was going to win until a year ago, <laughs> until November of last year. In, in late yeah, November yeah, of last I'm, I'm year, right around that, the time. That's, that's what I've heard. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Like, he's at the Hillary calls him and... Because I expected this to go on for weeks, you know, no, and then the Hillary campaign, they're they are telling everybody to go home. And I'm like, who does that? I'm, I'm up until 2 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, waiting to hear, and this guy walks out on the stage and he's like, go home. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be drawn out for weeks. And I was about to go to bed. Then I hear Donald Trump is now taking the stage. We won. What? Is it done? I lost some valuable posters when I was there because I brought them with me. I was holding them over my head. And I got involved in a lot. I, I was covered. I mean, anybody that knows me. I was in almost every newspaper and magazine on Earth. I've and, noticed and I was that. That's pretty awesome, though. I was, but, but yeah, at a and, point, you know, that, that photo when you got the hat in one hand and you got the Donald Trump making America great everything in the other hand, one thing I said, because Nick showed it to me when I got off work, he was like, oh, you got to see this. I told you that was Edward at the convention, the Donald Trump rally. And I came home and he was like, look, here's Edward. And I'm like, I can, that can only happen to Edward. Those were my words, weren't they, Nick? That can only happen to Edward. His, his, you're Anybody listening to me, the newspapers came and went because they were the next day. But right now, right now, if you go to get People magazine, there's a half-page color photo. You can clearly see my face. I'm wearing a white hat, and uh, I'm looking yeah, up at Donald Trump. And Nick even pointed, he's like, look, there's Edward. There's Edward. 
And then I'm looking at you with that photo with your the hat in one hand and the Donald Trump posters in the other one, and you're like, hallelujah, which is the great Cohen. I had a... And you're like, hallelujah. And I'm like, I can see Donald Trump saying to everybody... Get that man in my office by noon tomorrow. <laughs> You're your like the Donald Trump poster boy right now. You realize that? From your lips to God's ears, because I'm telling you, this is all, this is all serious. <laughs> I've done very little acting since I started working for Donald Trump because a lot of very liberal producers have told me I'm not casting in my movies anywhere. I'm not going to mention names. But I've been dropped like a hot potato. Hardly anybody calls me for acting anymore because uh, they they talk. (laughs) That's fucked up. And don't you think that that sucks? I mean, it's kind of like I was listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh uh, yesterday, and there was a Latino woman that was on, and she was like, you know, because, you know, Donald Trump was saying build the wall, now all the Latino and Mexican vote voters are not supposed to vote for Donald Trump. I mean, everything about it. If you say that you're voting for Donald Trump, you became a racist. I mean, that's, Am I right? So ridiculous. Yeah, I, they, they, it, I, it's retarded. Let me, talk, let me tell you, I, I mean, I worked for the campaign at Trump Tower for a year and a half, and I used to urge them – but they were very secretive for the safety of the volunteers. I told them, why don't you bring video cameras and you invite a news crew and, and show the inside of the call center? Because seriously, I'm not lying. People have challenged me. But you could see, you could see the Victory Party, the kind of people who were there. It was extremely diverse. Did they say women didn't like yeah. Trump? Well, you know, at least 60 percent of the volunteer office was women, and, and, yeah. and of the entire group, I'm telling you. Uh, at least one fifth were black. I mean, I mean, more than more, there were more black people percentage-wise working for Donald Trump than percentage-wise in the USA. We had subgroups. We had a group. We had groups that came there that joined us, Hispanics for Trump, and among them were yeah. Mexicans. And if you talk to these people, they would tell you the same story. Yeah, I'm Mexican. Yeah, my family came here legally. My mom and dad had to wait yeah. years to, like, earn their citizenship. I don't like these fucking uh, coyotes coming across the border and just, like, you know, you know, planting their feet and then saying, give me sanctuary in the sanctuary city and then give me my citizenship and all the benefits. You know, they, 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 they will be the first, the honest ones. And, you know, Donald Trump never condemned all Mexicans. The left twisted that. But, you know, the honest ones, the ones who came here legally, will flat out tell you, we know for a fact. Yeah, not all of them are bad people. A lot of them are coming for a fair shake. They can't get a decent job in Mexico. But when they're coming illegally, the cartels are coming with them, and they're bringing the drugs. Exactly. And, and, you know, and I I know a lot of, uh, I know a couple of illegal people here in America, and they, they were in tears, you know, and I hated to wear my red sleeves. And I'm like, hey, I told you he was going to (laughs) win. And they're like, no, he's going to come and take me away and take me back to my home. And I'm like, dude, 
Are you dealing illegal drugs in America? No. Are you killing Americans? No. Are you collecting welfare illegally? You know, and it's, it's amazing to me at how scared they are. And people are that Donald's going to, and I'm telling them, I'm like, he's not going to kick down your door and he's not going to drag you out of this country. What he wants is the criminals to stay out of America. Yep. For one, for one thing, uh, this is a myth that he's going to deport 11 million people. It's not even viable. It's not even possible. What yeah, I know. Is it's too much money involved. I'll, I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's mentioned it, but, you know, i got to just spell it out in case people are in doubt. He's going to build the wall first and establish border security. Then they're going to crack down on the criminal illegals who are here. The, the most criminals. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to deport their criminal asses back, and if not, they're going to go to a prison here. And then after that, they will deal with the illegals who are here illegally, who haven't been causing trouble in one citizenship, and they'll work something out. But they're not just going to get amnesty. It's not right for them to get amnesty, considering that there are, there are people who have played by the rules. And, you know, rather, I'm rather sick of this not-my-president stuff. Oh, with, God, you know, no kidding. They're sick of yeah, this they're, they're closing uh, down. Oh, it's freeways. okay. I had my little rant on, on and closing down the freeways. Day. And the thing is that these people are being hired to do it. And Donald Trump is on Twitter saying, "Well, thank you for loving America that much." I mean, come on. He's they are being be, hired. They are, they are, being, be okay. they are being hired to protest. And I'll say, I know firsthand they're being hired to protest. Because, well, first of all, you see the protesters. Fifteen dollars an hour. Am I I allowed to use vulgarity on your show? I forget. Do you you allow four-letter words in your show, F-bombs? Yeah, Uh, I'll use it. Go ahead. We do. Edward, when have you not used the F-bomb on my show? I haven't called it. it. Some people get sensitive. But uh, anyhow, I have to use the F-bomb to tell the story because... I've encountered these protesters, and I'll give you an example. I mean, they're pretty fucking stupid, and, yeah. and they have nothing to stand for. I agree. I mean, if, I'm, if I'm in a tavern talking to a Hillary supporter, just to an average Joe or Jane, they'll dis- they'll discuss why they like their candidate. They'll discuss why they don't like mine. But these protesters are like brain-dead robots. And I'll give you an example. Uh, about two weeks ago, there was a kid in front of Trump Tower and all he was doing was, and he, was, he looked too young to vote, but he had a sign, which somebody made a nice sign for him, and the sign said, fuck Trump. And all he was doing was screaming all day, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. And, and, and I, tried to, I tried to engage them to dismantle them, so I'm friendly with them. I don't want to get into fights. And I said, look, 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 I'm willing to talk to you. Uh, what is it you don't like about Donald Trump? Because I work for the campaign. Maybe we can answer your questions. All he kept saying was, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. And I said, can you say anything else? Can you have a conversation? No. Fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. And then, and then, and then a, a TV interviewer was trying to actually interview people who were for Trump and against him who were on the streets outside of the tower. And, the, and this guy from NBC even looked at me. He said, look, I, I can't conduct my interview with a guy who's screaming, fuck Trump. He goes, look. We can't show this on TV. I can't even do the interview. Just scrap it. 
And I walked over there, and I asked this kid, would you please keep quiet for five minutes? You've been shouting fuck Trump for the past seven hours. You've been here since early in the morning. He kept screaming it. And then, and then I, I said, look, he won't shut up. And then the, the TV reporter from NBC said, look, uh, uh, he, was a, from L- he was from Los Angeles, too. He said, look, maybe, maybe I'll talk to him. And he called him over. And he said, look, I'll gladly interview you, too, and get your opinion on why you don't like Mr. Trump if you just stop shouting obscenities and trying to get an interview here. And he was like, nope, nope, don't want to. Fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. Fuck. And, of course, uh, they are being hired mostly by two Soros, who is the, the the billionaire Marxist that wants to destroy America, but but there was a yeah. more reasonable protester. There was a more reasonable protester who was outside of that tower every day when I got there. If it was early in the morning, late at night, afternoon, and I found out people told me that he showed up every day. A, a protester who was there every day for a year, and he used to either dress up as a giant penis with Donald Trump's face. Or you oh were my God. But, but the thing is, he was loquacious. He was willing to talk. And, and, and actually, because I saw him all the time, and he actually he didn't have any hostility in him. He thought I was cool that I was working for Trump. He said, look, I don't want to fight you. I'm here to protest. You're here to rally for him. We're here. We, we meet all the time. We should be friends. We actually had lunch together in Trump Tower, of all things. What? But, uh, his name was Paul, but I mean... People told me this guy is here seven days a week. He shows up around maybe seven and eight o'clock in the morning, and he stays till seven or eight o'clock at night, like twelve hours a day. And he's here every day. How does he do it? And I asked him. I said, you know, I asked him flat out. After a few months, we became close friends. I said, how do you afford to do this? He goes, what do you mean how do I afford to do this? I get paid to do this. I said, you get paid to what? do this by whom? And he said, I'd, I'd rather not say. I said, you're paid to protest. He goes, yeah. He goes. I couldn't come here seven days a week, 12 hours a day for nothing. And he goes, uh, exactly. you get paid, don't you? But he said, you get paid, don't you? I said, no, I don't. I work as a volunteer for Trump. He said, you don't get paid and you're coming here all the time? I said, well, I care about the cause. I said, do you care about your cause? And he's like, I care about getting paid. They're paying me pretty well to do this. Those are your protesters. Those wow. are the ones that are marching. Look, look. There's like right now. There's about three thousand people outside of Trump Tower. Three thousand are not getting paid. You understand? They pay like a core group, which lead the cheers, like the "Not My President" cheers, and they drag other kids off the street and they oh inspire other people. But they pay it's a substantial it's kinda, amount. If you of think them. about it, it's kind of like the drug dealers. Like, hey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a good you analogy. Bring my dope. And that's what's happening right now. Let's let's think about this for a second, okay? I voted, well, we all voted for Trump, right? We mm-hmm. were all rooting for Trump to win. Yep. Now, if Hillary won, would you or anybody else that's listening to this show right now would they go out and protest against Hillary? Would we say, fuck Hillary, I, I, fuck Hillary, fuck Hillary? Fuck no, I'd find the money to move out of the country for four years. <laughs> I'm, very glad you, I'm very glad you asked me that question, because uh, if I may, you've given me another whole story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. Hey, did you, did you know, Francie? Check this out. I, I, I saw it on Facebook uh, earlier today, I guess it was, that 
now that all the votes have actually been counted and everything, Hillary did not win the popular vote. Exactly. Trump so won the popular vote as well as electoral. So there you go. And, and, and so all those Hillary lovers can kiss my ass. The totals they announced, though, the totals, she's right, the totals they announced, uh, like election night, had not included the absentee ballots. They weren't counted. And it hadn't included, and, they, and they, they totaled it based on as soon as Trump got the 270. So some of these swing states that weren't fully counted for a couple of days weren't involved in this total. So there was this illusion, there was this illusion that, that Hillary had the popular vote. But now that they've fully counted the votes in these swing states, and they've counted the absentee ballots, uh, Trump is actually up by by a few quite a few by a few million. So he's yeah. got both. So my, my question let, is, what, this, what do these protesters want? What do they want? The the, the, the vote. Um, yeah. Nick, Nick, Donald Trump won the popular vote too. Uh, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> So I guess I made her happy tonight. <laughs> so what do these protesters think that they're doing? If they keep screaming and making noise and blocking traffic outside of Trump Tower in New York City and starting riots across the country, do they think yeah. that Donald Trump is going to say, like, they're little children, because they are little children? Yeah, like, so people are protesting against me, so I'm not going to be a president. No, in fact, yeah, he tweeted, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see right, well, that America, yeah. Americans love America this much. Keep protesting me. You know, so many of these kids, when they were little toddlers and threw tantrums, their hippie parents just yep. gave in and gave them what they wanted. That's what they think. They think, if I make enough noise and snap my feet long enough, the big, bad Donald is going to say, oh, all right, all right, you win. Just shut up. I'll let Hillary be president. Well, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not going to happen. And especially because especially I, I, I think happen. they should all get locked up. My my personal opinions, if you're going to protest and you're going to burn the flag and cause all this commotion, your ass needs to be locked up because you're well, like committing a crime. You know, you know what they just it's need it. to do is how much – how long can a two-year-old, and I'm sorry, I hate to say this, and I've been thinking about this for a long time, uh-huh. America, we're two years old again. Yeah. There we are. You know, let's let's go out in the street, and we're going to throw cars over, and we're going to, because we don't get our way, these are the same people that are throwing cars over if we win the Super Bowl or if we don't win the Super Bowl. They're still going to throw the cars over. So how do we take them seriously? Yeah, and but the problem is people are getting And hurt. they're getting paid to go outside and, Edward, I'm going to say words, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. <laughs> I mean... But the thing I, is, people I, are getting hurt now. You know, it's yeah, not people are getting arrested, and people are you getting hurt. It's not just. Of, how about I, that I, police officer in Texas? Well, a I have, I have friend, very separated. Who have been assaulted. 
Huh? I mean, one guy got pulled out of his car and got his ass beat the hell by a bunch of black guys because they swore he voted for Trump. How the fuck would you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, and Hillary was on top the whole time because people did not want to admit that they are voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that, they would be called racist. Yep. And uh, I think that America made their voices very heard. And when Hillary's people said, go home, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. And it was like Donald Trump is like, I'm president of the United States. You just got Trump bombed. <laughs> I mean, I'll come on, one, like, America got Trump bombed. He's like, it? <laughs> forget I, uh, Rick Ashley. I have a friend who said she made the mistake. I have a friend who said she made the mistake of putting a Trump bumper sticker on her car, and when she was in the supermarket, she came out and somebody. Keyed a swastika into her car and wrote Trump underneath it. So people oh were, my were, God. Afraid, they were afraid to express their views, you know. I had uh, yeah. I had six Trump signs in front of my house that I paid for. They cost about 20 bucks a piece. And about three weeks ago, and I had them up all summer. Three weeks ago, somebody came by and destroyed them all. Oh. You know, yeah, exactly, and that was the big, you know, like, electoral things, and everybody said, they're like, yeah, we're saying we're voting for Hillary, yeah, she's in the lead, blah, 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 according to the polls. It was because so many people were so embarrassed to say, I'm voting for Trump. What is refreshing is that the American people voted intelligently, too, because they saw the truth. Hillary had nothing to stand on, no platform except considering uh, continuing Obama's platform, which was a failure. All, her, whole, her whole campaign was based on, I got a vagina and Trump sucks. That, that was it. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and Trump, exactly. Trump, Trump and, you know, one of her greatest things that she, and I loved Trump's comeback on this during the debates, um, she was saying, um, you have not paid federal taxes in how long? And he goes, you never stopped it. <laughs> I mean, that was brilliant. That was like the best comeback ever. You've been in charge for 30 years. Why didn't you make me pay my federal taxes? Yeah. It makes me sick. Of the I mean, Democrats. he's Democrats absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Legal deductions that he took. Legal deductions. And and I want to I want to meet the Democrat who condemned Trump. I want to meet the Democrat. I want them to call in. I want to I want to meet the person who is a Democrat who said, you know, when I filled out my tax forms last year. I realized I wasn't giving enough. So even though I paid what was required, I decided to throw more money in because I really wanted to help the federal government. I mean, you know, what, the one person <laughs> yeah, really. You know, if Trump uh, has a deduction to his disposal, why shouldn't he take them? 
exactly. Well, you know, and, I'll tell you what. You know, it took, he it looked her me, right in the eye, and he's like, why didn't you stop me? I mean, it, it, took, hey, it took me 24 hours of putting up with bullshit from my friends. Okay, first off, I'm not going to unfriend you because you voted for a criminal bitch, but, you know, you know that's your choice. But the thing of it is, some of the things that they were saying, okay, was pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, I finally said, that's it, I had enough. And I ranted and I made my point. And Yvonne Mason was the first person that turned around and commented and she put, well said, you know, what I wrote. And then I was talking to her in the chat. I was talking to her in the private message, you know. And I said, did you see what one of my friends said? And I said, apparently I'm nasty and I need to grow the fuck up. Yeah. So yeah. she went in and she commented, because my final word was, y'all need to knock it off and grow the fuck up. Okay, where was I being nasty or immature? Yeah. Well, because I'm telling you to grow up, you're acting like a bunch of two-year-olds. Now, here's here's something I want to happen, and uh, Edward, I was always on your side throughout the whole thing, and I told one person to chill out, you know, you're going to lose, it's John Link. Are you and John Link? (laughs) You, you know, and John Link, ever well, you know, going to John be friends did a very again. Terrible thing. John Link did a very terrible thing, and I uh, I still can't forgive him for it. I because know, he, isn't sorry. he did test against cops, and I agree no, with worse you than on that one. Well, I will say this for one. He's an ignorant idiot. He just posts all this hate directed at Trump, but yet... This is a guy that doesn't even vote. He's never voted in his life. He doesn't believe in voting, so he's got no right to discuss politics. But on top of that, you know, I've been friends with him for 17 years, and I've been his agent. I know, and, I've gotten, and gotten, I met like, John Link through you. And I, I, I asked him politely because he has this tendency where he wants to post every day how stupid Christians are and especially how stupid Catholics are. I, I, and I keep on telling you, John, I'm a Catholic. Down on You're insulting me. But I let him get away with all of this, the politics, the, the communism, and, and, and the anti-Catholic stuff. But what he did in September was so disgusting. It was September 11th. It was the anniversary. Mm-hmm. It was the, it was the oh. 10th anniversary. And when I was down, and when I was downtown at the memorial service, it turns out he was uh, up in the in East, in the East Village in Tompkins Square Park at an anarchist's hootenanny, where they were burning American flags and celebrating 9/11 like it was a big joke. I saw the videos. They had some oh scumbag, uh, a, a guy, a, a band called uh, a Crack Rock Seven, and. And the guy was saying, "Happy, happy 9/11, everybody! Let's have a happy 9/11." And, and then, and then I, uh, John called me because we've been offered a movie. Well, I called him because we've been offered a movie role. I wanted to tell him about it. And I heard all this noise and music, and he told me he was at this flag burning hoot nanny. I said, "John, it's September 11th." And then he said, "Look, I can't talk long because Black Lives Matter is here." 
and we were going to start chanting. And he started chanting, yeah, kill the pigs. Kill the fucking pigs. Oh, and I said, oh, yeah. God. oh my God. I said, John, I said, John, you realize it's September 11th. You realize there are police officers who died in the World Trade Towers trying to rescue injured people. He's like, I'm glad those fucking pigs died. Every pig should die. I hope they suffered. And that's when I oh said, you're I said, I said, you, I said, I've tolerated a lot, John Link, but you have crossed the line of disgustingness. And I can't consider you a friend anymore. I'm not going to help you get any more movie roles. I'm not your taxi service anymore. You're on your own. And, and amazingly, he went and deleted me first. Uh, but now he's crawling back because now he isn't getting any movie work, and he actually sent me a friend request after deleting and blocking me. I'm not eager to be a friend because he's not going to apologize because he's not sorry. He, he's glad that he did this disgusting act. And I'm just getting too old to associate with, with people who are, after being with the campaign, I can't associate with people who are un-American. I can associate with Democrats. You know, they got a different view. I'll tell you. I totally disagreed with his socialism, but I never posted a single insulting thing about Bernie Sanders on Facebook or in my blogs because I did respect Bernie Sanders. I don't think I don't I didn't agree with him. I respected him because I met him. Yeah, I, I interviewed him. And I think and, that and, if there was uh, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, I think that Bernie Sanders might have had a closer race. Hillary. I think it would have been close. He still would have won. I think Trump still would have won because I don't yeah, think America is ready for socialism. Republicans like uh, say no. what? But 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 I'll tell you, Bernie Sanders. I interviewed him years ago when I was a newspaper reporter in New Hampshire before I was an actor when he was new on the scene, and I thought, you know, I don't agree with this guy, but he's so nice and he he's so sincere. He really he's believes it. He's a scout. <laughs> I thought he almost makes me want to go socialist, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but but Hillary Clinton <laughs> is a liar. Hillary Clinton has been all all over the place. People, if they read her history, I mean, she started out as a radical right wing, a Barry Goldwater Republican. Then she went to the center and back to the right, to the extreme left, back to the middle. I mean, she's been all. Hillary Clinton is just looking for whatever she. You know, let me give you a, a, an example. In American history, if you go back to the 1800s, there was before the Civil War, there was a. Uh, I believe he was a senator, Henry Clay. He ran for president three times. He was very bad and very popular. But one of his one of his policies was he's an early abolitionist. He wanted to abolish slavery, and because of that, he lost these three elections. He never got any southern votes. And even his advisors told him, "Look, if you lay off the slavery issue, you could be president." And Henry Clay's response is, "Was I'd rather be right than president?" But Hillary Clinton's philosophy is, "I'd rather be president than a right." I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'll tell you though, like I put up with it for the first 24 hours, then I I just got so pissed off. It was like, oh my god, I thought my friends were adults, attracting like little fucking kids. My kids didn't even have tantrums like that, okay? And some of the yeah. some of the stuff and, though, the thing that got me was some of the stuff was disgusting. Yeah, and and then you find out they're getting paid to do it. Well, like, these are just, you my, and these I are just and my friends. In fact, we're, you probably we're know one of them. Work in the morning. Or and, them. Uh, we're not going to make fifteen dollars an hour. Well, you, Francis, you probably know a couple a couple of people that that 
were, you know, I mean, getting really nasty Actually, about Trump. Actually, I, I work in the blue-collar crowd, and, um, like, I know, for instance, um, a Muslim guy who has his own small business, and on election day, I went into his little business, and I bought some alcohol, and he's like, hey, peppermint lady, because that's what they call me, and they they were like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be glued to the television. He's like, oh, you're watching the presidential election. And, you know, the two guys that work the late shift, they didn't want Donald to win, but the guy who owns the business and I was saying, yeah, I'm I'm going to watch the election. And, you know, I don't know what to say to them because, you know, they're Indian. Mm-hmm. And they're Muslim. And I'm like, am I going to be called a racist by saying that I want Donald to win? Because I got my red sleeves sweatshirt on and they were like so how about Donald Trump go Donald Trump and I'm like really (laughs) (laughs) and he was like well of course I want Donald Trump to win I own my own small business I want Donald Trump to win and I'm like really and they're like Excuse my language, Edward. I'm going to use it. Fuck Hillary. I don't want Hillary to be president. I'm like, huh? Is this a joke? And and I was like, then you're wearing a black T-shirt. I'm wearing my red sleeves. I'm wearing the Donald Trump sports. And he's like, then I'm going to break out myself a red T-shirt because I want Trump to win. And, you know, that's the thing, is that everybody was talking about how, you know, he was so racist. But the fact is, is that a lot of different cultures voted for him. And they were like, oh, Oh, record numbers of Hispanics are just registered to vote. Turns out that they voted for Trump, mm-hmm. not Hillary. That's okay. I look at it this way. You know, even though, you know, one person was trying to bring me down, I had Yvonne Mason. That's my backup because she was awesome. That's my girl right there, man. Uh, she she backed me up in a heartbeat. I knew she would. And when I told her somebody, what you know, what this person said, she goes, you're kidding me. I said, no, go she goes, let me go look. I got to check this out. Of course, she had to add her comment in it. But, you know, after that, I mean, I had a lot of friends, you know, pop up and say, you know, well said, uh, or amen, you know, or just liking what I had to say. Everybody, everybody in Edward, I think you're going to agree with this. They were saying that there's going to be record number of votes that are happening, and I'm watching it, like, on CNN and MSNBC, and they were like, oh, you should have seen it, like, 30 minutes ago. There was, like, thousands of people, and all the voting polls were dead. And the thing is, 
is that the Democrats did not want Hillary. Yeah. She's fucking crazy, that's why. That's what it boiled down to, is that the Democrats did not want Hillary as the president. And they said, screw you, I'm not going to go vote. And they, then they were like, oh, all oh, these Hispanic voters, they're registering to vote. Turned out that they voted for Donald. Yeah. Well, I'll tell I you, mean, you know, this is why, you know, this is what kept my faith going. I mean, because, you know, Donald, you know, he kept it a rocky road. He was always the underdog. It was ups and downs. I mean, it never got boring. I mean, I'll tell you. In many ways, he's the new Ronald Reagan, and the last time uh, an election was really exciting. Exactly. There it is. The the new Ronald Reagan. But but the last time an election was exciting was when Reagan was running. But, you know, I mean, when, when, like, four years ago, Romney and Obama, like, who cares? They both suck. And and even the worst, I think the most boring boring election of all was was Bush versus Kerry. It was like, I looked and I thought... You're kind of looking at it like, oh, really, the Democrats voted John Kerry against yeah. George but the, but the, but the difference, the difference between Trump and Reagan was, I'll give you an example. When Reagan ran for re-election, and I worked for the campaign then, I was only in college back then, and I actually befriended a CIA agent who sadly has died. He's not with us anymore because he was, he was already a middle-aged guy back uh. then. And I was friends with a CIA agent who I'd met while working on the Trump campaign. And I won't mention his name for the sake of his family, even though I know he passed on. But I remember we were together on victory night when Ronald Reagan won. And and anyhow, he turned to me and he said, you know, this isn't news. This is no surprise. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, come on, come on. Everybody knew Reagan was going to win. I mean, it was given from day one. It's not a surprise that Reagan is winning. He said, like, you know, what is what? And of course, but, but Donald Trump, it was not boring because we oh, really no. thought he was going to It was not. Election. I mean, I think, so I think the was... Republican candidate uh, debate was, like, the most all-time viewed because everybody wanted to hear what John Donald was going to say. Poor Jed Bush. I mean, he took a beating. Yeah, well, uh, he ain't that smart either. I don't, I don't say Bush. I think Jeff Bush. Since you mentioned the Bushes, I mean, let me just mention this. That's the most amazing thing about about Donald Trump. He didn't just win an election. He didn't just beat Bush or beat Clinton. Donald Trump has already cleaned up America because he has utterly destroyed, destroyed, the whole Bush family, political family. We won't see another Bush in office again as long as we live. He, he has wiped them out, and he has wiped out the Clinton cartel. He didn't just beat Hillary Clinton. He has disgraced their entire legacy. We now see the truth about how corrupt Bill was. I don't know. I, think, I don't know, Edward. I, mean, I think the Clintons did that themselves, though, you know. Let's face no, it. No, no. You, got, you got Bill in the Oval Office screwing his, his intern. Yeah, her. They, she's they, just been she's just been a criminal her like, entire life. If Hillary wins the election, then does Bill Clinton have to like tell everybody he's a sexual offender? 
I mean, I mean, look, look. Even though he did these things, we heard about it. Nobody ever pointed in their faces. I mean, Do- Donald Trump exactly. in the second debate, in the second debate, was the first person in forty years to point a finger right in Hillary's face and say, "You are a crook. I want to send you to jail." And your husband I is sitting out there. I will Now he's a racist. I and I brought a bunch you. of his. And I brought a bunch of his rape victims here, and they're right in the audience. Here are the women you raped. I mean, that look on Bill Clinton's face as he was sitting next to his uh-huh, daughter. That was oh, brilliant. Trump brought the rape victims in. And, it was and that uh, secret press conference he called, and he had CNN, he had everybody live, because he thought they were gonna, that he was going to drop out. So they got everybody involved, and it was live. I'm a woman, and I vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, it was brilliant. Everything yeah. that he did was on point. Yep. Donald Trump is and super And that's man. why he's our president. Well, you know, a lot of I still hear a lot of people saying crap about Donald Deal. And the thing that gets me is... First is off, half of those people okay. didn't even vote. How the hell do you think this man got his made his money? He worked his ass off. He became an excellent businessman. And everybody says, oh, he did that show, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there going, oh, he's a businessman. You're taking over and you're terminated. Uh, you know, I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He, he was a businessman before... He did that stu- that damn show, okay? He was a business. Gary Busey That's what support. this country needs is somebody that knows how to run a business because now it's got to be about business to get us I, back to I got to I got to tell you guys there Nick uh, pointed out a very funny movie to me. It's called The Art of War. Is that what it's called? No, it's the Art of the Deal. It's the Art of the Deal. Did anybody see that? Too. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's on Netflix. I laughed my butt off on that one. I was like, really? That is hilarious. It is funny. It is funny. It is funny. And but just, 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 just to, cla- to clarify that, I will say that a lot of people in are the deal. <laughs> Did you I mean, see it, Edward? I was going to say, there is a lot of lapses on the It's on, on Netflix, the and uh, Johnny Depp did uh, Donald Trump. That's what makes it even funnier. You're, oh, and shit. I And Nick was asking me, he's like, who's the voice? And I was, like, listening to it halfway. I was like, that's Johnny Depp. Oh, my it God. It is funny. really freaking funny. <laughs> And I know that there was an anti-Trump movie, but the fact is, it's like Nick said, he was so funny in that movie, it made him vote for Trump. Oh, I mean, everything, you've got to watch The Art of the Deal. I I recommend it. Because you're not going to hate Trump when you watch it. In fact, like Nick said, what did you want to do? What? Vote for Trump? Vote for Trump after. Nick, 
Hillary Clinton made me want to vote for Trump. <laughs> she makes me what want to grow up. Hillary made me want to vote for Trump. <laughs> the movie The Art of the Deal made me want to vote for Trump. Your hatred for Hillary Clinton, Francie, made me want to vote for Trump. <laughs> I told you I, I might vote for Hillary because you can't hate people. And I said, why would you vote for her? Level-headed. <laughs> really did some good things throughout her career. She's been around since the 60s. What did she, she do? Vietnam War. She was way back in the day. All she is about is politics. And she moved her way up in the world, married Bill, buried Bill Clinton. <laughs> buried, he said I mean, buried. She's not, she's not they should bury each other.
He's worth $30 billion, and he's to, he said that his life's goal is to destroy the United States of America before he dies. He has been they, – they've, tra- they've tracked down the source. He is the major source of paying these protesters. He pays them, and they're ordered oh. to – they are ordered in some cases actually to start violence. They're, they're told start violence, hit people. Uh, that's what's really scary. There's a communist – there's a, a – a, multi-billionaire communist revolutionary who is paying these punks to cause disorder. Because, yes, Barack Obama, even Hillary Clinton herself, Bernie Sanders have all said, we accept Trump as our president, let's work with him now. I mean, even Hillary has said this publicly. We know she's placing other things in private. But, I mean, so why are they protesting? Because wonder how big her nose grew. Paid to keep protesting. And uh, I'll tell you a scary first. I'll tell you a scary first-hand story that I experienced. You all know who Michael Moore is, right? Yeah. I saw yeah. At first, he was all about Trump. Michael Moore. I'm voting for Donald Trump, and then all of a sudden, he's making a movie against Donald Trump. What? But I got I got a story to tell you about Michael Moore because two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I was leaving Trump Tower. I was leaving Trump Tower after working there. Actually, it was not even two weeks ago. It was a week ago Saturday. It was a Saturday before the election. That was uh, November 5th. And an Oscar-winning documentary filmmaker of Bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore, was outside Trump Tower in New York City. That was the Saturday before the election, November 5th, 2016. He was armed with his video camera. And he was goading Trump supporters on the sidewalk into saying something stupid that would stain the reputation of the candidate. And when Moore saw me leaving the building where I'd been working in the official capacity for the Donald Trump campaign all day, making get out to vote calls to swing states, he asked me, he said, well, you know, oh, you look like a Trump supporter. Would you, would you mind being interviewed? Naturally, you know me. I jumped at the opportunity. So when, I, when he turned the cameras Why on... The well, when he turned the cameras on, first Moore asks me sarcastically, he says, uh, so are you a Trump supporter? And now it was a ridiculous query since I was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and I had over a dozen lapel buttons on my jacket. But, uh, <laughs> he then asked me, he said, do you consider yourself an American who believes in democracy? And so I answered, yes, I do. And he said, then you must answer me this. When Hillary Clinton wins the election Tuesday, will you accept her as your president? And I know he was expecting me to be histrionic, like some of the people on the street were, who were shouting never behind me. However, I dismantled him with my politeness. I told him, hey, you know, Michael, uh, you know, you're, you're my favorite documentary filmmaker. I see all your movies. <laughs> and then, he was knocked off base, and he said, really? You watch, you watch my movies? And I said, yeah, I mean... Even though I'm what you call what you might call a right wing Republican capitalist, I think you're very talented and entertaining. And he kind of blushed and he thanked me. And then he asked me again. He goes, "Well, will you answer my question?" And I you said to him, said, "Are I said, you Fred Savage?" Well, I said, "Don't you don't you mean if Hillary Clinton wins the election next week?" And he said, "She is going to win." Then he groaned me. He said, "Look, like now, since you consider yourself an American and you claim you believe in democracy." When Hillary Clinton wins the election on Tuesday, will you accept her as your president? And I said to him, if she wins, of course I will. I'll be disappointed, but I will accept her as president. And he was he was incredulous. He said, really? 
Uh, and then I said, so let me ask you a question, Michael. And he said, okay. I said, if Donald Trump wins the election, will you accept him as your president? And what he did at that point was he shut off his camera. So it's not more. He got close to me and he whispered. He said, Donald Trump will never be elected president. <laughs> you just got Trump bombed. I want to talk about Michael Moore. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want to. I asked him. I said, "Can you know before you go, Michael? Can I please have your autograph?" And he he looked at me and he said, "No fucking way." And then a week later, a week later after the election, this was the next Saturday. This was last Saturday, September twelfth. Last, I mean, no, November twelfth. Last Saturday, November twelfth. After the election. a couple of friends of mine from the Trump campaign, they wanted me to come back into New York to join them at Trump Tower. They wanted to rally with some of the other people from our crew uh, for Trump in front of his home because he lives at Trump Tower. They told me they wanted to hold the fort because they heard there'd be a, a big Never Trump protest there that afternoon. I had to work, so I couldn't make it. But the woman who was running it, Hetty is her name, Hetty Aldina, she said she'd keep me updated with texts. And... Uh, she texted me mid-afternoon and told me that there was an angry army of thousands of protesters, mostly young millennials, that were marching up Fifth Avenue. And she told me in front, in front, leading these enraged Hillary Clinton supporters was none other than Michael Moore. And he was cheerleading at this, this riotous group. And they were all chanting, not my president, not my president. And Michael Moore was holding a sign which said, not my president. But she told me it got really scary because the cri- the crime mutated into something else. They began chanting, "Kill Trump now, kill Trump now." Oh my and God! Then she told, me, told me in a text that the that, that the supporters of Trump were were only been a hundred of them, and there were like five thousand anti-Trump people. A lot of them were paid, led by Michael Moore. She told me they were surrounded by violent young protesters, mostly young men, and there were mostly women in this group of Trump supporters. And Michael Moore was goading them on and telling them, get him, get him. And she said that they all began spitting on us. And she said we were showered with human spit. And she told me that a young guy, like a college-age guy, the head he's about 60 years old, she told me a young college-age Hillary Clinton supporter, a guy wearing a Hillary shirt, ran up, tore her Trump flag out of her hands, and spit right in her face. And oh she my said God! She at, least, said she at least got to kick it's him like in the Ed, balls. Ed, Ed, yeah. it, I, I think everybody listening to us will probably agree. Even maybe some of the, some of the Hillary supporters, perhaps. I mean, if they're, I mean, sensible, um, is the fact that uh, they've been associating Trump with hate, and uh, now, I mean, <laughs> look, it's. It's quite the opposite. You know, funny thing, though, um, why I took the phone from Francie about Michael Moore. Let me tell you about my opinion about Michael Moore. I, and as a matter of fact, I bet, and as you know, I think, Ed, I've been following you on Facebook, and I read your thing about Michael Moore also. Michael Moore was also one of the people that made me want to vote for, that convinced me to vote for Donald Trump. Because I'm glad to hear that. Well, <laughs> I'm sure now, now uh, in retrospect, 
I'm sure that he didn't mean to do that. But um, I um, I came across something on Facebook, and I showed it uh, to Francie, and it was on YouTube, and it was Michael Moore talking about why people vote for Donald Trump. And, and it wasn't anti-Donald. It was all about working-class people. It was all about Michigan. It was all about uh, the auto industry and about and and uh, uh, he was saying things like you know Donald Trump is a big fuck you to conventional politics. Uh, let's get our country together economically. And there was not a shred of uh, I, I, I showed it to Francine. I was saying, look at what Michael Moore is saying. He's like saying all this great stuff about Donald Trump. All this great stuff. And and then then when I found out that he was anti Donald Trump, I thought, what made him all of a sudden turn against him? And it turns out that he was that the the clip that I showed Francie, um, well, it had to have been from you know looking at it logically that he was saying this is why people are voting for Donald Trump, but I'm not going to vote. I I I just don't get it. I mean Michael Moore is one of the people um, that uh, we, we, he needs to keep making his movies. Um, uh, people like that, I mean, this is a free country. Anybody that has, like, any objections to anything or any, any, uh, any good stuff, any bad stuff, I mean, you don't know, make your documentaries. You know, it's freedom of speech and freedom of, uh, of everything, you know. Speak your mind. And we need to promote that. But the thing is that it's funny because it's ironic to me that he was one of the people that actually made me really want to vote for Donald Trump because of that speech that he made that's on YouTube. And, and not just that, but a bunch of other things. I mean, you know, like I said, but um, it, it's just amazing how um, – how, um, you know, you just come to a, a frame of mind based on everything that you hear and the whole media thing. And I say again that the whole media thing with Hillary Clinton with the emails, in my opinion, was as much crap as it was with Donald Trump and the stuff that they dug up about him about women and everything. Uh, you know, uh, when when you see a guy like Donald Trump and you hear the biographies about him, ever since, like, 1970 it's always been about business 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 but he's been kind of a playboy and you know he's do i mean i but i every time i would hear about about donald trump and women i keep going back to bill clinton and women it's like you know i mean well you can't like it's like you know the old saying goes about throwing stones at glass houses Anyway, anyway, Francie's Francie's trying to talk over a year's Francie. How about that story you told me when Donald Trump paid off those people's mortgage? Oh, that that wasn't a story. That was he, he did that that one time. Yeah. How about if you tell that story? He's always doing he's always and doing nice things like that. At the last round, always at the last doing. Round, I was there. And and you know a magazine a little uh, like National Enquirer they were trying to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. But the fact is, is all they found was good stuff. 
I mean, he made his kids work. Their kids are not on, his kids he are not on dope. He, he did have an affair, and that Well, his, uh, so uh, did Bill. But they, the politicians are known for having affairs. So why is it? And they're it? known for, like, being, like, look at Family Guy. Um, that one, that one episode of Family Guy, I don't know what episode it was, but it was a bunch of politicians going into a limousine yeah. with, with Peter uh, about and going out on the town having to eat the prostitutes, and it's like, yay! Cankles. <laughs> Let's see what, you know, and they were judging women. Who cares? Yeah, it's, it's a good time to have a, a non-politician in the White House and see what they can do. Definitely. What I'm I'm tired of hearing about is women were offended. Women were offended. You know what? All the women voted for Donald. Let's face it. They did. It was 53%. And, you know, here's – can I say something? I got a vagina – and I'm not going to like make it. Does that make sense, Don? Don? I can clarify. You're losing me. Yeah, come on. You know who cares? Who cares? Yeah. All you hear every day. You watch the Ink Masters. Oh, I got a vagina. I work in a male-dominated region right now. I will never use that. Oh, I'm not going to let my coworkers hear the show. It doesn't (laughs) matter. Does that make sense? Just make me an equal. Don't, don't. Male versus female, it's bullshit. Yeah, uh, I I wanted to say something else. Since we've got Edward on and we're going to promote this show, because, well, for one thing, Edward and us go way back. He's, um, you guys, people listening, Edward Edward is a great actor. He's he's been a co-host of it, but he's he's a great actor. Um, uh, there's a ton of movies. If you guys just Google, Google him, um, uh, and Mr. Hush, great performance in Mr. Hush. Uh, and a lot of stuff. Um, now he's uh, been all over the news with the the pro-Trump stuff, and he's been like pro-Trump um, actively. Throughout this whole, like, at least a year, uh, throughout the campaign, and now that Trump is gonna is is going to be president, president elect, um, I I just uh, you know my thoughts about this whole thing is it's just like any other election, you know you, I voted for Obama twice. <laughs> so did I. You, you, what what you what you what I do what I do when I vote. Is I look at the current president um, and I see what flaws there is and what good stuff and you know and and like with Obama, 
a lot of the reasons that I voted for him, it had nothing to do with color. It had to do with a few things I wanted to see done. And Obamacare at that point it sounded like a good idea on paper. <laughs> you know, but eight years after the fact, um, it just turns out to be that he was just like a yo-ho-hum kind of president. He didn't do nothing. Even I, I wasn't a big fan of George W. Bush, and yet I think that George W. Bush did more than Obama uh, in some a lot of aspects. Anyway, the thing is, though, you know, the, Hillary was just going to kind of, you know, same old in a lot of ways. And uh, we just, Francie, he, she's just talking over me. And uh, uh, no Hillary, <laughs> no Hillary. Let's see what Trump does. And if you follow the news, um, you'll see that it's going to be okay. It's going to, there's not going to be any president that's going to turn us into like a socialist, like a, you know, there's bad people that support him. There's bad people that supported Hillary. They're minority people. I mean, like Ed. Ed? Yeah. You there? Yes, of course. Yes. Do you like black people? Do you like black people? Well, of course, I've got, now, many, I've got black many people that you like that are friends of yours. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, it, it it's not a color thing. It's not a color thing. It's just a a principle, and it's just what you believe in. You're not you're not the, those of us who voted for Donald Trump didn't vote for Donald Trump because we don't like an, a certain ethnicity or a certain race or anything. It's just, you know, some of the things that he promised us. And and uh, it's just being really sick and tired of the establishment that's been around for eight years. So uh, there's there's a lot of principles. It goes beyond race. And people, the media, make it a big to-do out of all the stuff that gets people's goats, like race. And like, you know, oh, he touched women. Oh, so it's going to be a women. You know, I mean, it has nothing to do with any of that. The man wants to be president. He's going to be president. Let's see what he's going to do for us, and let's really hope for the best. He's going to work with Obama, for Pete's sake. He's going to work with the Democrats. He wants to work with everybody and make sure that America is going to be great again. Uh, that was a speech, well, wasn't it? That was a pretty cool speech. I'll, I'll say, of course, I was going to say, Nick, that I'm a former New Yorker. I mean, I was living in New York back when Donald Trump really hit the scene in the 80s, in the early 80s. And I will say this, this is what makes me so mad. I mean, I, I hate being, I really, it pisses me off that friends of mine who are liberals are accusing me of being a racist when they've known me for years and they know that I've got a diverse circle of friends. But, I mean, Donald Trump, exactly. Donald Trump was, was beloved in this city. He was beloved. He was he was everybody's favorite New Yorker. Everybody liked yes, he this was. guy. He was colorful. He got things done. He improved the city. Nobody ever called him a racist until the day he decided to run against Hillary Clinton. I mean, because the Clinton campaign, rather than fighting him on issues, because they had none, thought they could fight him on personality. We'll accuse him of being a racist. 
We'll accuse him of being a sexist. We'll accuse him of being a Nazi. We'll accuse him of being a homophobe. We'll accuse him of being an Islamophobe. We'll accuse him of hating Mexicans. We'll accuse him of kicking puppies. I mean, you know, it's like they just threw everything they possibly could, hoping it would stick and it would smear him. And, and, and every time, and I think, I, think, I think it backfired. I think it backfired because I know a lot of people, especially New Yorkers, who are beginning to feel really sorry for Donald Trump because they knew this wasn't true, even those who were liberally inclined. And I got a friend who's an elect, I can't mention his name, because he's an elected Democrat from New Jersey. And he even told me. He said, I'm telling you this in private, but, you know, when I go into the voting booth, I'm voting for Donald Trump. I said, you're a Democrat. He goes, yeah, but I loathe this woman. I loathe her. I'd rather see anybody. I'd I'd rather vote for my ex-wife's dog than vote for Hillary Clinton. This is a horrible, disgusting person. She is just so evil. And and I'm voting for Donald Trump just to – he goes, I don't even agree with his policies, but somebody's got to stop this horrible woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this got to stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of the reason why I voted for Donald Trump too. And but I, I've been, uh, you know, as those of us who have been conscious for the last like thirty years, and we've known about Donald Trump in the media and um, him doing business, and all. Uh, you know, I mean, um, it's just. Um, uh, somebody like Hillary is just a representation of the whole old political thing, and I think that part of it is too because she she's she's got to be very disappointed that oh damn I didn't make it as the first woman of the United States uh, as the first elected woman president. There are news reports coming out. News reports coming out that. Uh, that she was more than disappointed, that she went stark raving mad, lunatic crazy on, on the night of the election. I mean, she stormed out of her own party at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock at night, as soon as her numbers started to fall, she went nuts. And, and uh, the reports are that she was... I mean, they claim that she went berserk, that when the numbers started to fall before midnight, with no enemy in range to assault... She turned on her own friends. She reportedly kicked, punched, and punched and clawed her campaign managers, Robbie Mook and John Podesta. And an anonymous CNN reporter said that she was in a psychotic, drunken rage, that she'd been drinking heavily. And she I had just heard about that. She had to be physically well, well, there, You know, there had to have been a reason for her yeah. not to... Uh, you know, the, the, what's his name? That guy, he, he, he told everybody to go home. Go home, everybody. I mean, it's like they've been waiting there for hours and hours. She didn't come out herself, and I knew that there had to be a reason why they were covering for her because I thought that either she was in a state of depression or I joked to Francie that she was overturning tables, <laughs> and it turns out that maybe she was. Well, they, they, they said the report um, overturning was tables. really drunk, and she was so enraged that they had to sedate her. And then, to, and so you know, historically, historically, before the new president gives his acceptance speech, the loser graciously gives a concession speech, and this was like like one of the first times ever that like the loser didn't. I mean, she she gave a concession speech twelve hours later, and the reason why at first she was too drunk and she went nuts. They had to sedate her, 
And then they said when, to wake her up in the morning, they gave her amphetamines, and then she took so much speed that she started getting nosebleeds. Because they kept on saying, Hillary will address the public at 7 a.m., then it was 8 a.m., then it was 9 a.m., then it was 10 a.m. She finally talked at 12.30 in the afternoon the next day, and the report is that her nose was bleeding from all the, the meth that she was snorting. And they said, we can't have her like... We can't have her on, on the air, like, you know, strung out on methadrine with her nose bleeding. They had, and they had to wait until she totally calmed down. And, and, and I'll tell you, if you read the book, Crisis of Character, or see Nash D'Souza's movie, Hillary's America, a portrait is painted of the Clintons, that the two of them were a couple of drug addicts, that, 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 the, that the Clinton White House back in the 90s, that all over the Oval Office, there was weed, speed, hulk, Barbiturate pills. I mean, there was like a drug party going on in there. And apparently, when Hillary left uh, the White House with her husband, she didn't check into a 12 step program. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, um, just like just like uh, the way that I, I approach a lot of situations in my life, if you're not there, you don't really know for sure. But, I mean, whether or not she. I don't I, I don't know about the math thing. I mean, that's what you've heard, but um, I, I it just does make perfect sense to me that she threw like all kinds of fits. And she was so sure of herself. So you sure. You made a good point. Actually, Nick, you made an excellent point. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want us to miss this point because yeah, all of this is hearsay. Yeah, exactly. And, and but I mean, uh, we can imagine. Uh, uh, what happened too, and I and it goes back to the election night. I kept thinking the reason why she didn't want to confront her people was either because was well, I think I'm pretty sure whatever the reason is, she was in no condition to be in the public eye. <laughs> no condition to be in the public eye. For that, that's the only thing I can think of. She's been a lifelong politician. She knew that she would be letting her supporters down by not being there. I bet you anything, if Oliver Stone made a movie out of this, we'd see a scenario where she has a lot of supporters there saying, no, Hillary, no, 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 don't do it tonight. Don't wait until tomorrow. We're going to calm you down. Yeah. That kind of a thing. What did I say? Yeah. What we voted on the intelligent voters, what America, apparently most of the voters are intelligent, so we voted on ideology. And that's not a secret. I mean, a friend of mine, a very good actor friend of mine who, who is a liberal, actually called me a few weeks ago when this 12-year-old tape of Donald Trump using the word pussy came out. And he, he, he was demanding that I had to stop supporting Donald Trump now. I had to, like, reject him. And, and how could I come to his house and hang with his wife and daughter if he has to explain to them that I'm a Donald Trump supporter? I said, look, you're telling me 11 years ago Donald Trump used the word pussy. So as a result, you know, I should just reject him and go communist. My point is the real issue wasn't a secret. It was ideology. This election was bigger than Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. It, this was the most critical turning point in the United States history, probably since the Civil War, because yeah. this country was at a dramatic crossroads. 
either we were going with Donald Trump to the right, which was going back to the foundations of this country, back to constitutional conservatism, preserving our borders, maintaining a national identity, preserving capitalism and Judeo-Christian values, or we were going to go to the radical left, the radical left under Hillary Clinton's new party, which would like remo- remove our borders, utterly destroy the United States, make us a small cog in the big one-world government, lead us down a path towards communism. Seriously, she was a cunt hair away from communism. And if we elected Hillary Clinton by the end of four years, this would be the Soviet States of America. And, and this, You know, this, one big I, thing uh, that, uh, too, uh, while well, you were talking, I was thinking about this also, is... Um, you know, um, uh, uh, throughout the Obama administration, we haven't supported Israel. Israel is very important to us, I believe. Yeah, and we've got to get back to that. Donald Trump is going to go back to that, too, just like the uh, the Republican predecessors that have been paying attention to Israel more than uh, Saudi Arabia and, and Palestine and all that. You know, I mean, um, and, uh, and just uh, the whole ISIS thing. Also, uh, which, um, you know, Obama hasn't been like, um, well, you know, just compare, just uh, look, uh, uh, people that are listening, just Google search ISIL versus ISIS, and um, you'll you'll see uh, that. um, uh, I have read that. that. I wish I had it out because that's an explanation that people should hear. Why does Obama call it ISIL and everybody else is calling it ISIS? And I, I don't have it at my fingertips, but there is an explanation for that, which is quite clear. And uh, it, it has to do with with really uh, not wanting to offend, you know, the Islamic community. Not wanting to uh, offend I mean, the ISIS people, because if is, you call it uh, ISIS. Then you're against Israel, and when you cut, yeah. call it ISIL, you're being more moderate to the extremists because the, yeah. they want to call it ISIL, and there's uh, it's an, an acronym um, for the Islamic State, which um, uh, ISIL covers. ISIL doesn't. If you say ISIL, it doesn't recognize the state of Israel as a country. And when you say ISIS, then it then then it turns them into the terrorists, uh, 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 Palestinian terrorists. That that you know, I mean, there's a separation between the two. And I kind of thought off and on during Obama's administration that maybe he's just trying to be diplomatic by being careful with how he says it. But you can't do that when you do when you you're talking about terrorists that want to kill people in America. You just you can't I am, I am, like, I am ashamed that I voted for this bastard twice because well, you know, he played it cool the first term. But as soon as he got reelected he went hog wild. He he showed his true colors and Obama you know what they are? They they are a field of red with a gold hammer and sickle in the upper left corner. I mean, he he tried he tried in his second term to destroy the foundations of this country and send us on a road towards communism. And Hillary Clinton was prepared to finish the job for him. And uh, yeah, yeah, with her own ideals too. She didn't entirely agree with a lot of Obama stuff. Did you just say that you voted for Obama, like me? Twice. 
Yes, and I, and I actually campaigned for him the first time. I campaigned <laughs> for him. I did volunteer for him in 2008. By 2012, I was losing faith in him, but I hated Romney so much. I figured, God, I'll vote for oh, Obama too. again. I don't want yeah, to see you Romney You know what? That's, that's uh, that case in point for those listening is that both of us, even Ed, voted for Obama. Both terms, so did I, and yet we both voted this time for Donald Trump. It doesn't mean that we're racist. It doesn't mean that we're we're against like yeah. people of color, people of. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with you know what we want to get done in this nation. If anybody goes back in my Facebook thread, they can find it. I was a registered Democrat, and on May tenth, May tenth of twenty fifteen. I posted on Facebook. You could find it. I made an announcement. If anybody wants to go back in my thread, May 10th of 2015, I posted that I went to my local election board and I switched my affiliation to the Republican Party. I did it for a very specific purpose. I'd been losing faith in the Democratic Party for a long time, but I've been dragging my ass about becoming a Republican again. I've been a Democrat for like 22 years. I, I used to be a Republican. I switched to the Democrats. But when, when it became clear, when they were announcing on the news that Hillary Clinton is almost guaranteed to be the nominee, I said to my friends, I said, I'll be goddamned if, if, I, if she's going to take the nomination and I'm going to be a registered Democrat and I'm going to get stuff in the mail and there will be people who think that I'm supporting her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch to the Republican Party. And I will campaign for any candidate running against this monstrous woman. And, and I did that. And when it turned out to be Donald, and I hated Jeb Bush. I figured even Jeb Bush, I, I would work for him. But when it turned out to be Donald Trump, that was just icing on the cake. Because I always loved Donald Trump. I thought, no, this is too groovy. This is like a dream come true. Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, I didn't think he was going to take it at the beginning. And my friends really mocked me and laughed at me at the beginning. And then a lot of those friends rejected me and deleted me and fired me from their films, or so they never cast me again. But that is but it was terrible. The in the world. That, that's terrible that people do that because of what you voted, who you voted for, and all that crap. They sh- they should uh, they should hire you because of your merits, uh, all that crap. You know, I think uh, I'm still going to remain a Democrat though because I have an ideology that is, well, I'm. I'm very Ronald Reagan in a lot of ways, but um, I'm I'm also very JFK, very Jimmy Carter, and very FDR, and um, I like hold to those ideals, even though the Democratic Party doesn't these days. But uh, you know, those those are you know I like I like those guys. (laughs) But uh, Francie is I I noticed that the um, the the lady is saying we're going to cut us off. We're now in the after party. Uh, Francie is oh. dying to say something. So, um, but uh, sure. uh, maybe I'll talk again. But we're, we'll talk more, Ed. Uh, I'm I'm proud of you for doing all of that. I think that's Thank pretty you. cool. That that you got you got yourself in the middle of that of all of that. But um, but that's what you you were into um, is uh, is really like getting behind um, that ideology. And and um, and actively, you know, being a great activist uh, for what you believe in, I, I really applaud you with that. And you made the papers. I, I, <laughs> I I'm going. I know him. I know him. A lot of people have. 
But here, here's Francie, and here's Francie. I'm waiting for Donald Trump to say, give me that guy. So am I, In my office by noon. Here, here's the thing, okay, and here's my end on everything. Like, I'm Republican, okay, and Nick, should I say what religion I am? Sure, why not? Okay. Raise Mormon Republican. Okay? And the thing is, yeah, I wanted Mitt Romney to win. But it seems like the whole thing is, is that America did not want Mitt Romney to win. A Republican stayed home, just like they still stayed home with Hillary. It's a joke. Romney didn't offer a clear vision. You know, I mean, uh, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump is victorious, and not only is Donald Trump victorious, Paul, uh, Paul is now Speaker of the House again. And all the Republicans are, they control the House. It's a Republican nation. Does that That, make sense? You'll actually get things done. Oh, thank you. You see, because I'm so afraid to say things. You know, am I... You try to keep it secret. So you're cool with that, Edward. The Republicans rule the House. We got the House of Speaker. We got the Cabinets. We got the Senate was the savior of the Republican Party. Exactly. He, he brought them all back together, and, and some of them And some of them was not for them, and now but they're like... miracles for them. Exactly. Everything that they ever he, wanted, wrapped in a Christmas bow. Yeah, he just gave the nation the Republican Party... And everybody's like, you know, I talked to some people and they're like, they were oh. They so divided, so divided, they didn't see this coming either. And that's the why Republican I say, you got Trump bombed, bitch. What you got? Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> he's created the new, he's, he's a one-man show. He's created a new. He's created his own Republican Party. They are kowtowing to him and falling in line behind him. It's either exactly. He was part of the Reform Party um, back in Russ, uh, uh, the Ross Perot days. And, uh, I, I saw in a biography uh, not too long ago. It, it was pretty cool uh, that he uh, he was going to he probably he was thinking about being independent. Um, and he decided uh, a while ago, if you're not going to be Democrat or Republican, you're not going to win. And he decided to be Republican, uh, uh, according to the biography on YouTube. 
Francie. That's how it goes. Republicans, nobody pays my bills. I pay my own bills. Yep. That you is know, true. That's how the Republicans parole. Do you want Maybe America to pay your bills or do you want to pay your bills? Oh, you're talking Democratic. No, that's Republican. You have, you have no, the, the, the government the does not pay your bills, and that's why. Who are you to talk about that? You don't pay your bills. I pay my own bills. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't pay I pay you my bills. Started, you got your first 250 <laughs> Just started. We've been here. here I've been paying my own. No okay, time. okay, okay. Nick's getting yes. a angry. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think, man? We did it. We did. The I, and I, I told won. You, I mean, you know, this wasn't just an election. We won a revolution. Exactly. And, and everybody know, is I, like, and this is the part that I enjoyed. And I listened to Rush Limbaugh yesterday, and this Hispanic woman called in, and so did a lot of other ones. And they were like, you know, oh, oh, these Hispanic people are voting, uh, registering to vote in Florida. They all voted for Donald Trump. Francie, you're wasted. Well, you know what's you know interesting? You know, Donald Trump has been when he is in office. I believe, this is why I believe he's going to succeed, too. First of all, he says he's not going to take any salary. He's going to take a symbolic salary of $1, one dollar, a year. Yep. $1 a year is his salary. I was impressed when I heard that. He's going to take $400,000 a year. It's like we're talking about he's, uh, he's throwing away, assuming he'd be in office for uh, – Assuming he'd be in office for uh, for eight years, I mean, he's throwing away about I don't know, a lot of money there. I mean, he's throwing away about three and a half million dollars, but he doesn't need it. That's nothing compared to what he has. But in addition to that, he claims he's not going to take any vacations. He said there's way too much work to be done. There's stuff I want to achieve. I don't have time for vacations. I'll take vacations when I'm out of office. So he's did planning you know? Like work. Did you know that um, Kennedy also? Didn't take a pay. He diverted all his I, money to charities. I didn't know that, but uh, that was the yeah. didn't either. Schwarzenegger yep. in California. Oh, sorry, sorry. Schwarzenegger in California. He didn't take pay either. He didn't do much. I mean, I live in California. He didn't do that much. He smoked cigars in big tents outside of the Capitol because he couldn't smoke inside. <laughs> He did some good things, but, I mean, he really didn't, like, he wasn't a great governor in California. But I voted for him because I thought he would be different. But um, he didn't do anything really terrible or bad. He said, I will not destroy you. uh, He kept the state intact. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I can't believe that the Terminator was the governor. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we had, we, had, we had a wrestler. We had a wrestler. 
to be the host on the new Celebrity Apprentice. You are terminated. Damn, I wish, you know, if I could do it all over again, I could do it all over again to go into politics. (laughs) (laughs) I am Arnold, and I am saying that I was governor of California. California. I'm mad at Arnold because he turned on Trump after that pussy remark that he couldn't support him anymore. I think you're being rather hypocritical, Arnold. Aren't you the guy who was fucking your maid behind your wife's back and then you left her for your friggin' maid? It's like Rob, Robert De Niro went on his rant about how how if he saw Trump, he would punch him right in the face, even if they would arrest him, because he's so morally offended at Donald Trump. But people forget who Robert De Niro was. Robert yeah. De Niro was partying with John Belushi the night before he died. He was snorting cocaine off the asses of hookers in the bungalow with Belushi, and Robin Williams was there too. And and actually, Robert Robert De Niro had to be called into court to testify as a material witness to verify that you know when he left the party, John Belushi was still alive, and it wasn't his drugs that killed him. I mean, you know, this hypocritical bastard. How dare he go and uh, throw moral yeah. accusations? Donald Trump. How dare any of these Hollywood celebrities accost Donald Trump for his morality? Like Miley Cyrus, who's just a fucking whore on wheels. And look at Madonna. Look at Madonna. You know, she's a lion pig. She promised, it was in the news, she promised that she would give a free blowjob to every guy who told her that he voted for Hillary Clinton. And she's not putting out. And I heard the guys have been storming her apartment building in New York saying, look, I voted for Hillary. I want my free blowjob. And she's telling security to chase them away. So you can't even trust a whore from Hollywood to give out the free blowjob she promised for you if you go and vote communist because she asked you to. Hey, I like Madonna. <laughs> I know oh, she's did you, got did you hear what she said? Right to the top. She's a great talent, but she's like, did you know, that's a good example. As a matter of fact, Ed, people look at superiors and go, "Okay, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, trust in you because you are untarnished." Who does that? Nobody's untarnished. I mean, everybody yeah. has all this, all this crap in their life that they've done, like Madonna, like Bill Clinton, like Donald Trump too. I mean, Donald Trump has. Shady stuff, not as much as the media says nowadays. Since he started running for president, that's all they're talking about. Before he started running for president, they didn't talk about that kind of stuff. It was, it was uh, the tabloids before Donald Trump started running throughout history until you know uh, when we first started hearing hearing about him was not like Madonna, as a matter of fact. Madonna, we all know the, the, the you know, her, the sleeping her way to the top and stuff. Even though I, I like Madonna, she's a great talent. <laughs> I sound like Donald Trump. I like Madonna, she's a great talent. But um, <clears throat> no, none of us are untarnished. And when it comes to, like, Donald Trump, the tabloids didn't really talk about him until he got his... A, a divorce, and then another divorce, and then 
you know, uh, or or maybe you know one of his properties uh, was failing. But there were no scandals. There were no scandals ever about Donald Trump. Big scandals um, uh, that were out of the norm or or something. You know, you, you hear about celebrities in Hollywood having sex with who, who knows what all the time, and it's just the whole stuff with Donald Trump just started with you know his campaign everybody started looking back trying to dig you know and 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 stuff they never did that before and we all know that that madonna uh, has had sex with all kinds of people and all you know and stuff but you know you listen to her on the radio she's great and you know she's not running for president that people are entitled to do that to have whatever kind of a life they want to when they're a celebrity um, and, and, but I mean, when you're running for president, when you want to be something official that people can look up to, and that you want to run these people and the government, and you want to put into effect laws that um, that are going to affect everybody, that's a completely different situation. And um, and Donald Trump is exempt from all this stuff from Hollywood that all these other celebrities have, you know, had affairs and did all and he, you know, it, when you look at it, Donald Trump himself, his life, he, yeah, he could be a womanizer, but that's about, you know, it, no racism, no, like, um, uh, no, like, really, he didn't like, we don't hear on the news that uh, back uh, 20 years ago, he financed um uh uh terrorists to and he gave them weapons nothing nothing he's just been a businessman he's 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 went bankrupt in some of his affairs and then he hasn't and if you really look at the biographies the the stuff that he went bankrupt over he didn't care about either he just kind of let them go he, he's so rich that he imagine being so rich that you could let some things go and pay attention to others that's not a fault that's not a you know that's not a bad thing it's not you know you just had an affair with 20 women last night uh in this big orgy it's nothing like that with donald trump ever since the election started and he was uh on his way to becoming president everybody started poking around picking things and you know, and all the stuff that they started poking around, picking things out of, um, has been, with the exception of that one with the bus, you know, uh, with the pussy grabbing the pussy. That's the only like thing in the past that they can dig up. Uh, everything else has been what he's said since. It's like really ridiculous. Everybody should just like should just like chill. See what he does, because now it's time to settle down for him and to become the businessman that we hope he's going to be with being a president. And, um, and uh, you know, anybody still there? I, I, I'm talking and talking. That's okay. We're listening. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. You know, another thing, too, is I've told Francie time and again, don't mix politics with your show. And I, I've avoided being on her show 
the last few times because I have a business and I don't want people to, like, get, you know, pissed off. But this is after the fact. And just like Taylor Swift, who came out and said, I voted for Donald Trump, too. It's like after the fact, uh, I'm I'm getting more and more comfortable with saying, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, geez, you know, all these Hillary supporters and all these people that are are being paid to uh, to protest, it's just like, you know, okay, maybe you, you know that he's still going to be president and you're making a statement, um, but uh, it's just, I mean, you know, it's an election. People voted. He's going to be president. Uh, Hillary Clinton and Obama both said, let's have a peaceful transition, and they don't their own supporters don't listen to it. It's just, it's crazy days. But, you know, it makes for a good book, and that's what I'm all about. The important thing is the right ideology you want. And, like, the Democrats tried to turn this into identity politics. But, did, but you say, thing was, did you say ideology or ideology? Actually, you know, um, I, th- I think it's, is it correct both ways? We look up the pronunciation. <laughs> yes, it, as a matter of fact, I think it is. Ideology and ideology. Here's, here's, uh, here's Francie again. She's saying here's something. Hold on. It could be pronounced either way. So now all the. Oh. I just I just looked it up on the on, I just looked it up on the internet. Pronunciation for uh, ideology. It can be pronounced uh, actually. Most commonly in America, it's ideology, but it can be also pronounced ideology, and ideology is more commonly used across the pond. So both are okay. <laughs> I think both are okay. But, uh, when you're really talking, some people are idiots and some people are idealists. Yeah, I'm thinking we're talking about uh, ideology because. They I was think that. I, was more I mean, I was let's look at it, Edward and Don and Nick. If Hillary won, would we be out there with our signs? Of course not. Of course no. not. Exactly. Okay, you won. So I we're. Think there might be, uh, uh, to an extent. Some no, people that might. I mean, uh, might, but... But the thing, though, was over the election night, I was, um, until uh, the morning after, I was going, you know, this whole thing actually worked out well. Nobody's protesting. <laughs> Nobody's, like, uh, 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 Hillary Clinton conceded, and um, everything should be okay. <laughs> How wrong was I? I thought that it was going to be okay. Now all these protests. There is never there is never in American history now the Republican in a riot in a riot of Republican conservatives. Yes, you are. Not a Republican. Yes, you are. I'm a Democrat. So are your parents? They voted for Mitt Romney last year too. Yeah, I know, Francie. I don't care. But would you, would you, like, protest if uh, Donald... Just ask that. Would you? 
are you out there protesting? No, he's not. Oh, he's drinking diamond. Republican, Republican, Republican conservatives don't riot when they lose. We don't do it. It's never happened. It's exactly. never happened. Extremist might. I would happen. say. I would. I would say in a in an alternate scenario, there might be like some like like it embarrasses me when the KKK say that they support Trump because then the greater the anti-Trump people go okay then. Because of that, we're all racist. <laughs> and with the Hillary supporters, too, there's extremists. It's a false equivalency. We're not Nazis. If Charles Manson from his jail cell says, I dig Trump, it doesn't mean Trump digs Charles Manson. I mean, you know, what I'm saying is the fact that the Klan has endorsed Trump or said he's our preferable candidate. So that doesn't what? mean that we voted for him because of the Klan. It's like... That's a that's a I think Hannibal Lecter said that is incidental. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I mean it just it just shows what hypocritical motherfuckers the Democrats are because even Obama, the president, tried to use that against Trump in the final week in an act of desperation. You know he's the Klan's candidate. I mean, fuck you, Barry. You know, I'll tell you, my favorite world leader, I mean, you know, uh you know, uh, what's his name? Johnson. I mean, Gary Johnson, like, blew it as the libertarian because he couldn't name a world leader he admired. But my favorite world leader is Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte because he's, he's the only leader in the world with the balls to call Obama a bastard son of a whore. And when, and when they demanded uh, he apologize. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, he he wanted to separate from NATO, I think, or something? Well, I mean, we were um, also we were short we were shortchanging them on on like help they like military help they desperately needed and protection, and, and Obama has not been a friend of the Philippines. So they said you can't call the president of the United States a bastard son of a whore, and he said he can go to hell. It's true, he is the bastard son of a whore, and I I, I just fell in love with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> It, we, you know, we need a president that can um, that can actually, and I'm interested in the whole Putin thing uh, because we need to have good relations with with the other countries. And that's what eight the, years that's we what haven't had so really any relations, good or bad. There's been really nil. The hypocr- the hypocr- the hypocrisy of the liberals. You go back. 20 years, I mean, 10 years, I mean, 8 years, they used to viciously criticize the Republican Party for refusing to have a friendly relationship with the Russians. They, they condemned the Republicans for fostering the, the, the Cold War by refusing to take hands with the Russians. Then when we get a candidate, a president now, who wants to have good relations with the Russians, they're like, what, are you a traitor? Do you want to be friends with the Russians? Fuck you, Democrats. Your whole party is so morally bankrupt and intellectually bankrupt and devoid of any values. You know, you, you better get your fucking act together, you stupid Democrats. Your whole party's going to implode. I'm glad I left you behind. Or as Ronald Reagan well, said, as Reagan famously said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. They left me. Ah. Uh, well, you know, I kind of feel the same way, even though I'm still a Democrat. I'm not going to hell for it, but um, 
uh, I, I just, you know, I vote for who ultimately I vote for who I feel is best. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to continue to be a Democrat, right? The Democrats, Republicans, there's no other, maybe I'll start my own party, but, um, but, uh, you know, the, the thing is, foreign relations are so important. Like I said about Israel, too. I mean, since Obama, we've, like, turned our backs on a lot of other countries that uh, we need to actually sit with and have good conversations with about about important things that um, we can we can do for each other instead of instead of stuff like going to Iran and saying okay we're going to do this for you we're going to compromise and we're going to have you have nuclear capabilities over a long period of time and watch you with that and you know why why even why even deal with that why why can't we just have a good trade with Iran and no nukes no no nothing nope <laughs> just go to Iran and say nope nope no we're not going to talk about nuclear so if we're going to talk about trade they're the major exporter of terrorism we should crush them with sanctions if they don't cut the fucking shit out with the terrorism, we should utterly destroy those bastards. Leave Iran nothing but a greasy spot in the middle of the desert and a bad memory. <laughs> At least make a good statement to make them, like, um, behave. Well, one thing I believe in, too, is we can't tell other countries what to do. Uh, I would love to go into Saudi Arabia and make them, like, uh, uh, make, um, well, like, swords be banned. I mean, you know, you go you can go on YouTube and you can look up Saudi Arabia executions, public executions, and a woman that had an affair, uh she gets beheaded in public. It's like ridiculous. But on the other hand, we can't tell other countries what to do. We have to be diplomatic, and it's what I believe in as a as a Christian, with like Jesus. And I used to preach in churches, and I, you know, this is this is going to this is what I believe in about Jesus Christ and dying on the cross, uh, the whole Christian thing. But I, I, and I used to preach, and I used to force it down people's throats. And I learned over the course of my life that the best example that you could give is just to be an example. Be an example. And, and if yeah. people see that you are okay and you're living your life, you're happy, and, you know, be a shining light. And, and be an example to people. That's what people in office should do. Uh, and our country, not try to rule the world, tell other countries what to do. Be an example. People will see that the United States is, it, wow, their economy is booming. Uh, uh, people are getting happier. There's less and less poverty. There's, you know, things that are going on before with the U.S. that we used to make fun of, but now we're paying attention to it. You know, it's the same ideology, the same kind of thing. You know, be an example to the world. An example, instead of forcing our our ideals on them, 
let them like be jealous of us because we're so good, we're doing so great. And and have that be the foundation instead of, you know, you know, telling people you shouldn't cut other people's heads off for idolatry. You know, you should, you know, and and that that is part of their religion too. Their religion like in Saudi Arabia dictates what their government is. And and uh, as long as Donald Trump says, you know, all you Muslims, you're free to believe whatever you want to believe in, just don't kill people for it. And, you know, as long as people, like, adhere to that, no, like, Islamic kind of states popping up uh, in the United States, no, cut that off, nip it at the butt, but you're free to worship whoever you want to, as long as you don't kill people. Is that right? The root, the root of the root of all of our problems goes back to the like the late sixties, early seventies. It was this fucking book that you probably remember. I'm okay, you're okay. It's so full of shit because you know some people are not okay. Some cultures are not okay. I mean, with that philosophy, I mean, would you have let the Nazi government continue? You said, well, everybody's okay. No, no, no. Nazis, Hitler's Nazi Germany had to be wiped off the face of the earth utterly and completely. The, the old, the, the antebellum South, where you kept slaves. If, if, if I'm okay, you're okay, everybody's okay, then why didn't we let that, that continue? That had to be wiped away and gone with the wind. I mean, right now, I mean, that's the problem. We've lived with this stupid hippie philosophy, this, this philosophy enhanced by John Lennon's horrible song, Imagine. If you listen to really read the lyrics to that, don't listen to it because it sounds pretty. But, I mean, this ridiculous globalist Marxist attitude has allowed evil to foster. There are evil, evil cultures in this world that need to be destroyed. Iran and Iraq, they are two of them. And instead, here we are, we, we've given these, these, these camel jockeys, we've given them a quarter of a trillion dollars and plus a, a, a policy which will allow them to build atomic weapons within 10 years. It, it blows my mind. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm tell, not only am I thanking, uh, you know, God that, that, uh, that, you know, Donald Trump got elected, you can bet that in Israel they're on their knees thanking Jehovah, thanking Yahweh. That, that, that oh, Donald in Israel, oh, of course, yes. Yes, and, and uh, that's been important to me, too. You know, um, uh, with Lenin's Imagine... Uh, it's funny because growing up in uh, evangelical church and stuff, they shunned that song, saying that it was um, it was a song uh, pretty much that was uh, inspired by Satan uh, to bring about the, the end of the world, literally. And you know, thinking about it all these years later, for me. At least it was a song John Lennon didn't really know what he was talking. He meant well, I think, with that because he wanted no, 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 everybody no, no, no. to be happy. But that's that's the thing is you can't just wish for everybody Yoko, to be happy. You know, Yoko radicalized him. Yoko is like George Soros. She came from a family of billionaires. They were billionaire marks. Oh well, Yoko is different. Yeah, yeah, Yoko like took over the. She uh, she destroyed the Beatles. Politically rattled. That's what happens when you like fall in love with somebody that's completely different from anything that you've ever, you know. 
that that was that was John Lennon fell in love with that woman, and he was just he. I bet you, I bet you, after all this time, his spirit is saying, you know, you know, um, maybe I could have done something a little bit better. <laughs> oh no. When he was fighting his heroin addiction, at one point he, he felt like turning towards God, turning towards Jesus, and he was wearing a cross. I heard Yoko went nuts. She tore it off of his neck. She said, you can worship anything you want, but you're not worshiping Jesus. There's, there'll be no Christianity yeah. in this house. You know, yeah, Christianity. Hey, Ed, I mean, uh, um, you're old enough. Have you ever heard of a guy named Keith Green? Please enlighten me. He's ringing a bell. Keith Green was a radical Christian rock singer. Uh, late 70s, early 80s, died in a plane crash with his kids, with his um, mother, I mean with his mother, with his wife pregnant, with his other kid watching. Um, I bought all of his albums he was a Christian radical um, back in those days. I, and I know I grew up li- like that back then, and I, I kind of wanted to be like him in a way. He was like a John Lennon. He played piano, and most of his concerts that he went to throughout his life, he refused to have a band or any big entertainment. It would just be him and his piano, and he would attract thousands and thousands of people he came up with his own record label and his um his main rule was if you can't afford it we're gonna give them give the albums to you uh and uh amazing and i bet you he was a republican but um and and now when I look back, he's like, you know, Jesus is the only answer. You can't look to anybody else. You can't. I I believe nowadays to listen to what everybody says, no matter what their opinion. Listen, and then it, the more you listen to people, the more you learn. But also, the more you listen to people, the more um, of a wisdom you get. Uh, and when you actually speak yourself people will listen um and uh you know that uh, look him up though you're gonna probably really like this guy he, he had like a beard and he would he would like cry when he would be playing the piano about jesus and stuff i know most of his songs by heart i learned how to play the piano from his music <laughs> too, so um but uh he uh you know that kind of thing um um well, <sighs> You know, you could um, get people really into whatever your opinion is and and end up getting crowds and thousands of people into what your opinion is. But, um, but yeah, I've been taught all of my life, um, and that's why I, I, keep, I kept telling Francie throughout this election, too, you know, listen to both sides. Um, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but don't. Don't call her a witch and a bitch and a this and a that. Listen to her, too, because then when you get an understanding about both, then you can, like, be more enlightened 
and you get a better opinion about the way the world works and who you are, what you stand for. Um, I, I, and I know, Ed, I saw on Facebook this one post that you made saying um, that if you're voting Democrat, you are going to hell, and you deserve to go. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that kind of stuff fosters the hate that the anti-Trump supporters love. That's not good. And you've got to repair your relationship with John Link, too, because you guys are great friends. And you're so divided because he hates everything that you're doing and you hate everything. And I understand the whole situation, too. But, I mean, these, you and him and us, we're all living human beings. And it's really good to just take a deep breath and understand why people are for this understand why people are for that and come to it that's what the whole aftermath of the election is about it's to try to get people to stop overturning cars and doing crazy stuff just you know just love everybody love everybody no matter what they're for understand and listen and then have people listen to you we'll all be a greater country if everybody just listens to each other you know and stuff like that. I fully expected and planned that, that after November 9th, it was going to be back to posted pictures of puppies, kittens, and my horror movies on Facebook. I, I, I can't <laughs> believe these riots are happening. I, I, thought, I thought it would all be over. I, I can't believe that, 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 that these riots are unending, that there are thousands of people. They've turned to Fifth Avenue, where Donald Trump lives, into Zuccotti Park. It's like, it's like the Occupy Wall Street movement. They're not going anywhere. And they are harassing like people, passers-by. I mean, uh, and De Blasio is such a commie wimp; he won't do anything about it. I mean, somebody's got to go and send the cops in there and just stop this. Just stop. I mean, even when Obama, Hillary, and Bernie themselves say stop it, they keep doing it. This is very wrong. Yeah, very I, wrong. I think hard. I think that part of the problem is when certain people get radical, they involve their circle of friends um and then it gets bigger and bigger and it turns into um an event not just a protest but an event hey let's go and do this you know we hated yeah, trump let's go yeah. just do this and then on top of that the people that get paid for it uh, you know whoever's behind that i can only assume democrats <laughs> but i mean Put that all uh, together, George, and evidence evidence shows it's George Soros, and he is a he's worth thirty billion dollars. He's one of the richest men in the world, but he is a radical Marxist who wants to destroy the United States of America, and he lives in America. He like owns a whole ah. building in Manhattan. But the guy's a psych. The guy is like a James Bond villain. He's an evil psychopath, and he's the one that's paying <laughs> most of these people. It's it's <laughs> true. He's the one. You'll you'll see you'll, you'll read look up his name George Soros, he's eighty five years old, and he's the one that's in fact. But what is disgusting is his famous quote is that you know his his goal his goal and dream in life before he dies is to see the destruction of the United States of America, and even though he's worth thirty billion dollars, he would give up every penny if he could see America destroyed and brought to its knees. Now he was the 
largest single donor to both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, how do these oh, two wow. candidates? You say you say thirty billion. He's worth. You he's say one thirty of, one billion. Of, one of the fifty richest men on the planet. He's worth. He's personally worth thirty billion. I mean that, which means and, you he's know, like six, he's that like goes to show that no matter how rich you are, you can't manipulate public opinion, which brought Donald Trump into the White House. No matter how rich you are, <laughs> you know. I mean, he, um, huh? Interesting he though. He is the main financier of Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's where they're getting their money from. He's like the number, but also he is, he gave. Enormous money to Clinton and Obama's campaigns, and it's like you know, if they're running for president, they are president. How could they take money from a guy who wants to destroy America? Uh, you, you can bet your ass that Donald Trump would like. You know, Gi- Giuliani, when Giuliani was running for mayor, this is where these were the honorable people do. He got a large donation from a group, and then he looked up the group after the fact and discovered that they were anti-Israel. And Giuliani took the money. Out of out of his war chest, cashed it, and like threw it back at them. Said, "I'm not taking your damn money. You're Jew haters, and I'm not dealing with you." you can is take uh, your damn Giuliani money back Jewish? Back. I forgot. Is he? He's is not, he, is he Jewish? He's Italian. Oh, Italian. No, Italian. Okay. Oh, oh, Giuliani. When, when, okay. He, yeah, when, that when, makes sense. What he discovered famously when he discovered that one of his donors, major donors to his mayoral campaign, was anti-Israel. He, he took the money and he threw it back at them. Said, Take your damn money and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I'm not taking your money. You hate the Jews, and I'm not dealing with you. And, and but you Good don't see him. Hillary Clinton. You don't see Hillary. This was in the papers. But you don't see Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama saying, "Oh, George Soros, you gave this a couple million to us, but you want to destroy America." But you, know, you gave a couple of million to us, so uh, gee, thanks. I hope you hope you change your mind about that destroying America thing. You know, like, oh my God! But uh, so, look him up. Soros evidence. They even talk about it on Fox News. Evidence indicates that George Soros, who created the organization MoveOn.org, which is Move On Away from Capitalism, is what it stands for. That he is. He is finan- He's the one financing Black Lives Matter. He's the one that was paying for the protesters. To the violent protesters to crash the Trump rallies, and he is now financing these post-election riots. He's, he's financing them, and uh, and somebody and he lives in the U.S. He lives in New York. I don't know why he hasn't been arrested for sedition and, and treason, hmm. and even like, and even like lesser felonies of inciting riot. But I guess when you get thirty billion dollars and you got a liberal, a, the most liberal mayor in the history of New York, you know, Bill De Blasio, the communist. Who practically makes Bernie Sanders look uh, look like a Republican? I mean, you can figure it out. That's why George Bush is in the red. Yeah, you oh, you know, the funny it. thing about Bernie Sanders was he seemed like a very honest man, very honest, honest Democrat. He he had his ideals. He really wanted to do them. Uh, Hillary Clinton just always seemed to me like an opportunist, and you know, just all all that all that crap. Uh, it's it's uh, good to see you. Uh, uh, I suggested with my blog that I should write nasty things about Bernie, and I said, no, I won't. I, won't. I think I wrote one, 
and then I even apologized. I put an apology, and I said, look, Bernie's an honorable guy. I don't agree with him, but uh, I'm not going to insult him anymore on my page. I mean, uh, he, he can't. I think I had one critical thing about Bernie, and then I stopped. I said, no, I don't feel right. He's nice. But, but Hillary's not nice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's not, no. <laughs> no more Hillary. Her her career is... Uh, I, I don't see her popping up anywhere. I think that that was it. I don't think she's going to do anything else. She's just going to kind of like... Donald Trump. Donald Trump's greatest service to America is he wiped out the Clinton cartel. I mean, her daughter was planning on running for Congress, and they were talking about grooming her for the presidency after mom got out in eight years. Uh, and now that's not going to happen. In fact, they, they, even, they didn't even talk <laughs> Well, it, 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 you never know. A Clinton might pop up in eight years, but uh, we'll, we'll see what Donald Trump does. And uh, well, who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's going to happen in four years, um, but uh, I really, I really am hoping that he uh, he gets these changes done. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any more Clintons. That's for sure. Uh, nobody trusts them anymore. But if Trump is successful, he will be reelected in a landslide. Oh sure! Oh yeah! More, and I bet you by then a lot of the people that voted for Hillary will turn around and go, yeah, he's actually doing some good things, too. But if he goes the if he goes the eight years, uh, then then you could almost be certain that following that, Mike Pence will then be president. And, and Mike Pence actually, you know, uh, I, I think I think he, that was that was that was proof of Trump's judgment. That was a spectacular. Pence was a spectacular choice for vice president. He picked the perfect guy to win with. I was rooting for uh, Gingrich. I was hoping he was going to pick Gingrich. Then when he took picked Pence, at first I was like Pence, and then I looked up his record. I'm like, oh, the guy's a genius. This proves Trump's a political genius. Pence was the best guy to pick. He just he just claimed the whole Bible Belt, <laughs> you know. And then in the tail end of, of of WikiLeaks releasing the fact that 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 Hillary Clinton hates Christians and hates Christianity, was plotting against the Catholic Church. It was like you just won the entire Christian vote, you know, from coast to coast. Yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah, the evangelicals, uh, which I used to be a part of, um, they uh, they're they're they've been big on Trump because of his ideologies and and you know they're sick of the democratic uh, you know way of things. That that's that's where I'm uh, I'm I'm still I I I agree with some of the stuff. About the evangelicals, I watch them. Um, I I agree with the religious part. I don't agree with the way that they like to control everybody and make them believe what they want. <laughs> I don't believe that part at all. Right. Um, and they should, you know, you know, like uh, like uh, one of the things that they voted in California. I don't think it was this election. Um, but uh, it was a proposition about um, religious colleges uh, being subjected to the same kind of stuff that normal colleges are. And I'm not for that. I think if you're a religious college, you accept the people that you want because of freedom of religion. If, you know, you're a person that wants to go to college, avoid those colleges. Go to the normal ones, you know what I mean? 
That's what I think. I don't think that you should tell people like that what to do, uh, even though they can be assholes um, about it. Um, and the religious right, the Christian religious right, um, the evangelicals especially, all they want to do with the world is is uh, convert everybody to Jesus and make money off of them. And I'm not That's for either. Like I said before, if you're true, then emanate what you believe in so that people want to believe that too. By example, you don't have to like force it down people's throats. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I lost you for a second there. Uh, Yeah, well, that's why I think the liberals should just shut the hell up about complaining about Trump, because uh, Trump is actually, if you look at his policies, we're talking, he's only slightly right of center. I mean, he's actually really very much a moderate. I mean, if if the liberals were afraid of getting some radical right-winger in there, they should be grateful for Trump, because if Trump hadn't run, it was going to be Cruz. If they had Cruz, they'd have a radical right winger in there, and he'd be president, and he'd rule with an iron fist. So they should just yeah. shut up and, and be. Well, they should be grateful for the Donald, and uh, and I and I just, and also now that he's elected. Well, they should maybe I'm not happy. grateful. They should be okay. They should be okay yeah. with it. You know, all these college students, like in Berkeley over here, and stuff like being united, walking out of their classes. You know, all you're doing is just, like, depriving yourself of your education for that few days or whatever. I mean, just go live your lives. Live your lives. And watch the news and see what happens. Live your lives. You know? I, I, what is, I mean, you're wasting everybody. This, they're all wasting their time. What has happened to this young generation? It's like, my God, so many pussies and so few safe spaces. It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it's going to be like in the future too. People are taking elections so seriously, and and they're they're uh, losing their candidates so seriously, and and all that. It's like you know we've done this forever. I mean, uh, one candidate loses, the other wins. I mean, there's not neither in between. You know, I mean, and don't be so hard on it. This is what happened. Just. You know, deal with it, and let's see. Let's go forward. It's like uh, never have I experienced in history this kind of like a, like a, I don't know. It's weird. But, you know, in a way it's entertaining, too. I mean, watching the whole thing, going through the whole experience, watching it on the news, especially election night. It was like, oh, my God, is he going to win? Is he not? Is he going to? And then. And then watching the reactions, you know, and all that. It was election night was was one of those things where I and I'm not normally into stuff like that, but um, I was watching the whole thing from start to finish until the next day. And if you were there in the Hilton Hotel, it was like the World Series, the Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, Fourth of July, Halloween. New Year's Eve and my birthday all wrapped into one. <laughs> you know, I, that night I watched a live feed, um, and uh, I, I I posted it on one of my book posted it. I put it on one of my screens on, on my computer to watch the whole time. And most of the time, while we were watching another screen with regular news, this was just people gathering uh, to hear Trump's speech, and. Uh, 
You know, it goes back to why we have you on on the show tonight too. Is uh, is uh, there, there was uh, while watching those feeds and watching uh, Trump's speech, there were a couple of times where I thought, wait, that looks like Edward X Young. And then I saw it again, and I oh, that looks like it. So I looked it up, and it was you. It was. <laughs> I got a lot of time. <laughs> I had a friend call me from Frankfurt. No, she texted me from Frankfurt, Germany, Manush Vasquez, an actress, and she said, I can't believe it. I just saw you on German TV. And then I got somebody else who saw me from Slovenia. I mean, I was... I wasn't just in the U.S. I was like worldwide on these channels. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's really cool to me. Well, it's cool to you too. I mean, but I, um, wow. And I told Francie about it. I, I actually, all the photos that were online of you, I saved. And then when Francie came up from work that day, I said, "Hey, you got to." check this out and I showed her all the photos that they have of you online I'm going look at that that's that's Ed <laughs> so I thought don't, that was pretty don't have uh, to take the post any on my page in case there's something I missed <laughs> oh no they're they're all the, the same ones that you know of um, so far <laughs> but yeah you, you, you have become the poster child of the whole thing People Magazine. Let me tell you, I have a great photo of you see my face. If you open up Time Magazine, this week's Time Magazine, there's a two-page spread on the election. Trump is speaking in the background. You see all these faces, but the the forefront, the forefront of the photo, in perfect photo, in perfect focus, is my hand holding a white Make America Great Again hat. I've got a cufflink on, and and the I, I, it's my hand. <laughs> you know, you were just a, a couple of feet away from him after his speech, because one of the yeah. videos I saw was you just like you had your hat, you took it off, or something, and you were yeah. just like, and people were shaking his hand as he was like progressing. You almost made it, but not quite to like yeah, get him. I, I I was just I was maybe one foot away from being close enough to shake his hand. It was like that close. It was like inch, within inches. I was just a few inches too far. Yeah. Wow. I did get him to sign my hat. I did get him to sign one of my other hats after the uh, the Indiana rally. That was the rally when uh, when Ted Cruz dropped out, and that was in uh, at Trump Tower. So I did. I mean, that's you know it's interesting. Before he was president or the presidential nominee he was he was uh, much more accessible even that night uh in indiana he before cruz dropped out is when i made my contact with him after that he was officially the nominee and like a snap of a finger suddenly the security got really tight just interesting how it worked that way <laughs> yeah it, it is man i saw that and i thought oh almost he almost got to shake his hand Something you were showing your hat off, and it's like you just walked by. But there were so many people. So, but wow, I, I'm surprised that he hasn't like you know just like said something to you straight off. Thank you, but he's got other things, other fish to fry. 
Somebody's got to let him know because I'd like to work for a Trump organization if possible. I'd love that. I mean, don't forget. I mean, uh, I, I told them too. You know, I said, you know, I worked as a volunteer for a year and a half. I hope it's appreciated what I've done because uh, when we start up the reelection campaign, which would be in about two and a half years, you know, I want to get paid this time around. <laughs> you know, I mean, they. they they, they they told me they told me they estimate because they could check the records because uh, we have to, we had a code to sign in. They said I made over a hundred thousand phone calls to uh, undecided voters in the past year and a half, and I probably swayed a lot of them. And I also I, I eventually was running field operations. I was leading rallies in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. I had so many TV interviews I can't even count them, and also print journalists. I mean, and of course, I posted my daily blogs, which you read. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I think I, I they, they told me, they said, you know, conceivably, you alone, me, you know, you, you might have swayed ten, tens of thousands of voters. And, and, and this brings back a point, too, why Trump won. I wasn't the only one. I'll, I'll, I'll toot my own horn. They told me at the center, nobody worked harder than me. And, and yet, nobody worked harder than me, but a lot of people worked pretty damn hard. But... All of my liberal Hillary-supporting friends, they laughed at me and they mocked me. They made fun of me. Like, you, like you're not coming to the party on Saturday? No, I'm going into Trump Tower to work for the campaign. And they laughed. And they said, you know, you're, you're fighting a losing battle. And I asked them, well, what are you doing for Hillary Clinton? And it was always the same response. What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm voting for Are you doing any volunteer work, any campaigning phone calls? I don't have to. She's going to win. I mean, this is a classic example, a classic example, I mean, right from Aesop's fables, it was the tortoise and the hare. And, uh, and yeah, you know, yeah. I, was, I, I was along with Trump. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.